very welcome to the Irish Design Podcast, where we speak with Ireland's top interior designers, stylists and enthusiasts. Each week, they're going to share with you their story, give you some top tips and the best advice to help you make your house a really unique home. I'm your host, Thomas Keary, and I'm from Antiques Ireland. I'm really excited to bring you this week's episode. Very welcome to this week's episode of the Irish Design Podcast. This week uh, I'm joined by Sarah Twig Doyle. Um, she's based in Bray. Um, she's an interior restylist, um, um, a color consultant, and I suppose from um, her social media platform and her own website, Retwigged, you can see she's got a very unique um, eclectic mix of um old and new and she's an avid upcycler um i think you're going to really and um, enjoy this episode i think uh sarah's going to offer um a lot of value uh, to people i suppose that are in the midst of doing up their house uh, if they're adding some unique items to a house and also if they want to bring some character to their house so sarah you're very welcome uh, to this thank week's episode thank you. well thank you so much for asking me no problem at all. Um, and like I like to say to all our guests, I suppose I've given you a brief um, introduction. Um, I don't think I could give you full justice. So if you want to tell the listeners um, a bit about yourself. Well, as you said, obviously, um, my um, business very much started uh, with upcycling. So that's how I kind of initially sort of got into um, interiors and um rescues uh, pieces that uh, I um, would beg, borrow and steal from people who were getting rid of stuff. So I basically started doing markets and um, fairs and that kind of stuff. And then after a little while, I did a few pop-up shops. And But I just found it really, really difficult to, you know, the concept of continuously looking pieces of furniture just after a little while with small kids just got really, really difficult. So, um, and a few people could kind of, I suppose, asked me as part of that, you know, oh, you know, I bet your house is really, really nice. You know, do you work with people and help them in their own interior? So mm. it, it sort of started a little seed of thought in my own head of, well, yeah, of course I could do this for other people. So um, that's where the, the idea to sort of move more into interior styling for other people and restyling and helping people to reimagine their space um getting people to be a bit braver about color so you know not everything needs to be white or cream getting them to think that um you know other colors in a room still keep it neutral without actually having to you know you don't have to paint all of your rooms bright mm. purple for, for them to be colorful so I mean I think that's really where the, the where it all started and the Instagram thing was I, I have a a, a a lady called Liz Lewis to thank for the Instagram um, and the social media kind of taking off me was because she had said to me she said Do you know what she said your home is so amazing she said you should you should be showcasing it on Instagram, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'd heard of Instagram, and I had a personal Instagram account, partly because, you know, I'd heard that's what all the kids had these yeah. days. You know? So I got I, I got myself a little Instagram account. And, um, it's really taken so off. I, I, just, I just sort of thought, okay, well, 
let's see if she's serious about this. What is all this Instagram about? So obviously I started putting up pictures that very naive and now I look back I think it was just horrendous I don't know how I got any yeah. following at all but you know very naive kind of photographs of oh this is this is a plant pot you know this is a really nice table and so on and so forth and then I obviously started to follow people and see how it was really really done then I followed hashtags and started to realize that's how you gain your following and it kind of snowballed okay sort of yeah there. definitely um and Really, I mean, you know, so my hat's kind of twofold. I do a little bit of, of um, influencer work as well. And obviously, um, I've been really, really lucky that, you know, I've done stuff with House and Home magazine and things like that. So um, it's a twofold hat. So, you know, the Instagram has, you know, turned me into an influencer for want of a better word. And then obviously, you know, working with clients now and um, just, so that, that's really what I do anyway. Okay, and I suppose in terms of your house, um, in terms of the colours that you use and when you walk through your house, there's a lot of c- c- character to your home. If you could explain your home uh, to people that haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> or is there an easy way? <laughs> um, I, okay, so I was thinking about this, you know, because a lot of people do ask me to describe my style, and I suppose um, for want of a... Of a you know, I don't, there is no one size fits all catchphrase. So I describe my style as um, eclectic, maximalist, um, kind of romantic, lots of vintage. Um, I'm a magpie, so there's lots of pieces that I can't help myself. I have to, to leave a charity shop or an antique fair or a market with. So um, I'm I tend to like a quite a, a natural palette of colours, so lots of green, um, you know, lots of soft colours as opposed to lots of bright primary colours. So my colour palette is very much, I suppose, inspired by sort of quite a, a natural palette of colours. Um, but yeah, green green seems to be greens are yeah. Uh, the red thread throughout yes. the whole thing. Yes, yes, I can see that. The red thread and interiors obviously is the one colour that tends to, you know, be the, the 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 continuous around your home that allows the home to feel cohesive. So, for whichever way that's happened, where um, green has become the the kind of the thing. So, yeah. So I mean, all of those things. But I mean, the one thing I would say is, um, you know, this isn't a new. This isn't an old house. Um, it is a new build, but what we've tried to do is make a bland new build feel characterful and mm. personal. And you know, both of us, because my husband's the same. You know, we both we both love vintage, so I suppose a lot of it has inspired us. You know, been inspired by our finds along the way. Yeah, no, totally. I can see that there's a bit of character and there's a few kind of nooks and crannies, uh, kind of dotted around the place, which is, I suppose not very apparent in many modern homes so i think you've done quite well to i suppose build that into a new home that gives people i suppose some some uh, some ideas and some hope in terms of what they can do i think yeah yeah absolutely and i think you know everybody assumes i have a new house that must be filled with new things yeah and i don't i don't feel then that you're you're allowing your home to feel personal you know you're just filling it with what you think you've seen in a magazine that looks quite nice so I suppose you know whilst I'm, I'm an avid reader of interior magazines I'll take a 
I'll take a sort of a, an inspiration from something I might see, but I'll put my own twist on it because, you know, it'll be, um, you know, a vintage table often yeah. and a brand new book from this from, from a store kind of coffee table. So, you know, I, I do buy new pieces and like, you know, I am I you know, I'm not, you know, a slave to only buying yeah. second hand, but you know, I think where it makes sense. You know, the thing about, you know, vintage is that often they become your your touchy feely, your your personality pieces. You know, so I I have storage that's from Ikea because I think for bookcases and storage like that, yeah, you know, you can't they, beat it they sometimes, are yeah. not me if you're in a new house and your budget is limited. But, you know, you can mix that up with a vintage armchair, of course you can, and, you know, a big chandelier in your sitting room with your brand new sofa. So I think what we what we need to try and do is, and I, I think this is the way, one of the things that's exciting about interiors at the moment, I think it's how we're going through a real renaissance where the rule book is slowly being ripped up page by page. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. And I think, I, I suppose, from dealing with some of our customers online, I think a big aspect is people, obviously, in terms of if they've just moved into a home, that they have a brand new piece or they have pieces of basically brand new furniture, but they're trying to add an older piece to add that piece of character to a corner or a talking point. I think that's, yeah. uh, which is great, I think. Absolutely. And I mean, I think, you know, when, when, is it, when it comes to um, um, our homes, obviously they are, you know, they are the, 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 the sort of a statement of our personality, you know, or they should be a statement of our personality. And we shouldn't be afraid to, 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 to do that and put in, you know, I might not paint my walls purple, but somebody else would, you know, so who am I to say, who am I to judge you because you have mm. purple walls, you know, so I think we, you know, we, we should embrace what we love, and I mean, you know, because I don't like it, or you don't like it, doesn't mean it isn't good interiors, so I think, you know, we we, we have turned a corner, and I think even, you know, a lot of the, the, the big interior designers now are, are even admitting that, they're saying, you know, be bold, be different, do mm. something that you know because you love it not because you've seen it in a magazine and you think see i i, I quote the gray thing so you know everybody just painted everything gray yeah Mofus was gray the floor was gray yeah. the room was gray <laughs> everything was gray because we thought that that was interior design and it was classy and it was lovely yeah and now we're all going oh my god why did we do that because it's really dull and it's really boring and 90 percent of our uh, lives are spent looking out at gray because we've, yeah. you know, we're seeing grey skies, you're seeing grey buildings, you're seeing grey. So Especially in Ireland. I think your home should be, I mean, yes, you know, certain amount of grey, obviously. It's, it's, I mean, grey is a neutral and goes with a lot of things. And I have grey on, on my walls, but um, I'm trying to um, teach people that you can inject colour and it still look yeah. cohesive. And, and sympathetic and sophisticated because I think people assume colour isn't sophisticated but it depends on how you do it yes yeah no I think yeah I think there's uh, I suppose now like you said with certain colour palettes you can really you can really kind of push yourself um, with it as I was saying I suppose with the different colour palettes with the different colour palettes I think there's lots of aspects that you can mix and match and kind of push each room in I suppose into its own you know absolutely absolutely yeah yeah 
Um, and I suppose another question for you is, I suppose, how did you approach your home uh, in terms of, I suppose, when you bought it and when you went to start basically filling it? Did you go room by room or what was your what was your method of madness? <laughs> Okay, so I was thinking about this. So I suppose we, we bought our house 12 years ago. And at the time, obviously, you know, it was the first house that we'd owned as a couple. We'd rented previous to that. So it was the first house we'd managed to, um, you know, God love us, we paid top whack at, you know, 2007 when we put the offer in. Um, and watched the value slip down a very slow, slightly mm. slope fairly quickly. Um but you know, we didn't have a huge. We had a, we had some furniture, obviously, because we'd rented an unfurnished place before we bought. So we had some bits and pieces, um, you know. But you know, things like sofas and stuff, you know, they were pretty much secondhand because we, we we bought sofas with us from previous a previous rental property. Um, it took a really long time actually to do anything to help. So our house is a kit German kit house and. Um, when we were looking at properties, um, we just looked at house after house after house and my heart sank at every property because it just didn't give us what we were kind of hoping for yeah. and what we were looking for. And, um, you know, it, it, none of the houses in our price range just just did it for me. And there was something about this. So this is a kit house. It's a timber frame. Basically, I didn't, obviously, we, we bought it completed, but it, it literally a concrete slab, they put up the frame and then it's a series of cassette panels that they put together. Yeah. And that, you know, our neighbour can tell you behind us that he said there was no house and then there was a house in a week. Literally it's crazy. Um but it's super warm, super super insulated, um, a pleasure to live in. It's you know, it's it's a really, really easy house to kind of be in. But it was not particularly done to our taste, you know. It had been done, it had been developed by an older couple, so a lot of the floors and tiles and kitchens and things were not our taste. But at the same time, they were really good condition and they were really, really well done. So it, I, I think when the because the kids were little, we just let them do their worst. So we 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 didn't really do a huge amount other than obviously furnish it and live in it, and then. There was kind of a turning point where the kids got a bit older and I started to look around and suddenly went, I want to do something different with this house. I want to start putting a bit more of a, a personality to it, painting. And, and, and so really it started upstairs. So we, we started in the upstairs and worked our way down. So it was literally just taking room by room, redecorating. Um, there's this horrendous textured wallpaper on all of our walls. So some of the walls we were worse than others. Some of them we, we tried to strip and it was just such a nightmare. Eventually we just painted over most of those walls. Right. Um, so it was really just a question bit by bit, of trying yeah. to make the best with what we had, and also budget-wise. Yeah, I mean, of course. You know, when you when you when you pay for work for your property, you know, there's only so much money that's left yeah. after that. So, um, and with small kids and stuff. So, you know, I think it took us a while to put our own damp on it. Yeah. Um, Gavin's mum and dad, um, that's my husband. Uh, he, um. He he. The reason I live here in Bray is that he he was born in Bray and um, grew up here, and they had a big um, character um, Victoria property down by the not too far from the seafront. Okay. And his dad was addicted to the auction, so he worked in Dublin. He was a civil servant. He worked for the um, Department of Employment, 
and he's in he's an auction fiend so he used to go into the auctions and to charge into the wind to the um, antique shops the other car there yeah four story huge victorian townhouse was absolutely stuffed because I, I went to it before they sold it once and the, it was stuffed to the rafters with things and obviously, when they downgraded and downsized to a, a small bungalow, yeah. they got rid of most of the really big pieces, but they put a lot of the smaller pieces up in the attic. Okay. So we have been incredibly fortunate, but a good few of our like, sort of certain my favourite pieces of antique furniture that we've yeah. got, vintage furniture we've got, have actually come from that attic. <laughs> okay. So um, you know, those pieces kind of were in the house, and I suppose we just started to add to that you know and I go home quite a bit in the summertime and um mum and I we love a good antique rummage and a vintage rummage and so I suppose you know things get squirreled into suitcases on various trips okay. and so and the, the collection kind of is built from there my yeah. husband paints so our, our walls are filled with his artwork okay um, which is a really cheap way of putting beautiful art into your house. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate from that point of view. Um, but I suppose it, it just really evolved over time. And I think the, the I think the really big turning point was Instagram. Okay. Because up until that point, I probably was the paint everything neutral. Don't right, make okay. a statement. Yeah. Let your fans be the statement. And then I suddenly realised that actually, you know, dark walls are the perfect backdrop for really beautiful vintage pieces. So, you know, I started to paint things dark green and kind of went, well, really like this. This is great. So um, I think, you know, seeing how other people had incorporated vintage into their homes on Instagram certainly was a game changer for me in terms of just being braver, I suppose, yeah. what I put into my own home. And, um, you know, and I think because I have that experience and I have had that turning point, you know, I think that's how I've been able to help people now and go, look, yeah. learn from my mistakes. Yeah. So I suppose social media helped you and I suppose you'd say to other people that it can help them to vis visualize the out outcome of their room or where they want to maybe bring it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Pinterest, Pinterest is, you know, people think Pinterest is social media and actually Pinterest is just a giant online mood board. So, yeah. you know, if you want to know, um, you know, how, what, what a vintage armchair or a, a bit, an antique chandelier might look like in your home, yeah. you just go into Pinterest and type in vintage chandelier or, you know, antique chandelier and, you know, you will be greeted with a smorgasbord of the most beautiful images mm. that will make you go, Okay, yeah, that's how I can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, one of the things I say to people is, you know, if you are struggling to decide what your style is, you know, I mean, Pinterest is a great place to start because, um, I mean, it's all there. Every style imaginable is all there. So, you know, I get people to, so when I work with clients, what I get them to do is I actually get them to save things into their, into a mood board so I can see what floats their boat. Okay. You know what the current so I say okay I I ask them to put in you know if they're not sure what colors are really speaking to them so I will say to them you know okay well go on to Pinterest you know as you scroll through just what's coming up for you what are you pinning more mm. some some people it might be blue some people it might be green some people will go for pinks 
you know some people it, you know it is very much the neutral so that's the i mean i think any anybody who's struggling to know how to to start i mean we're, we're so lucky that we live in this age that yeah. we have that technology at our fingertips yeah I totally agree. I totally agree. And I suppose it's only been the last five to ten years that we've got all these, got all this armory. Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it didn't certainly exist when I first moved into here. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Because actually I saw an article um, just off topic, but they're saying in the last great re- recession of um, to 2009-10, they're showing all the companies that were founded, uh, WhatsApp, Pinterest, it's Instagram. It's just quite interesting that it's all evolved the last ten years. Absolutely, and I mean, you know, Instagram. I think more so than any other platform. I think because it is a photography-based social media platform, yeah. has allowed you know interiors to absolutely become mainstream. You know, interiors was something sort of on the side. Yeah. That, you know people sort of thought of on the side but I think you know Instagram has turned into has given platform to people like me you yeah know, of course and, and and countless others I mean you know your house and home magazine yeah um, here recognized that very early on Kirsten McDermott um who was their editor she recognized that very early on that was a very key way to How they grew, um, yeah really get the main get interiors into the mainstream yeah, no, totally, totally agree. No, it's great. It's great for, and I suppose from for, I suppose from from my perspective, it's actually, I think it's a great example uh, if you want to show some clients about what they can do and what's what's possible. Hi, just a quick note to say I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, it, we would be very grateful if you could rate and review us on uh, the Apple Store and across all the platforms uh, that you're listening to it. And also, if you could share with anyone that you think would get some value from it. Um, I really want to grow this podcast and help as many people as possible. Um, just a bit about myself. If you want to find out more information about me, I'm Thomas Keary. Um, I'm involved in Antiques Ireland, which is a physical and online antique store, and it's a physical and online auction rooms based in Waterford in Ireland. We hold auctions on a regular basis and we sell online um, too. So if you want to find out more information about us, we are antiquesireland.ie. Now, on to the second part. In terms of your own business, you're an interior stylist. Um, what would you say to someone who is thinking of working with an interior stylist like yourself? What I suppose, why should they, or at what stage would you recommend? Or? Okay, so I mean, I'm not a designer, and I make that very clear yeah. to people. But I haven't studied interior design, so you know, if you're planning a kitchen design, you know, you need to go to an interior designer who yeah. has studied kitchen planning and understands that mechanism. I suppose, really, what I'm about is helping people to turn their to 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 personalize their their home somebody who's struggling with color so you know working with with on the color consultancy side it's getting people to think about colors and how they put colors together because a lot of people just just don't really know where to start but they don't want you know they don't necessarily feel comfortable that they're you know they're employing an interior designer it makes them feel nervous oh my god what are they going to do you know they're going to re- throw everything out and start again so i i i i because i suppose i'm a skip diver because i've come from the reduce reuse recycle mentality of yeah. you know 
work with what you have as much as anything else you know try and incorporate what you have can you change what you have can you paint your kitchen mm-hmm. you know rather than throw your kitchen into a skip and start again so i why you would hire me i suppose i mean my my hat is twofold so i do work on the commercial side as well so i do interior styling you know i do the styling shoots and mm. that kind of stuff for um commercial shoots so um you know, putting together vignettes and that kind of thing. Um, you know, I've, I've done window design as well for shops and things like that. But then when it comes to clients, it's really about, it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's an intuitive thing. You know, I don't line things up, you know, obviously yeah. one of the things that makes styling interesting is when you layer and when you add depth and when you think about the triangle principle and that kind of stuff. So I suppose a lot of people just, they might line their items up onto their mantelpiece and think that that's the job sort of done. So I, I actually did I did this for a, a client, I, an older lady, and she said, there's something about this room that's just not working, Sarah, and I just don't know what it is. And I literally spent about half an hour rearranging the room, and she said, how did you do that? <laughs> I, just, I took all yeah. the stuff off the mantelpiece, rearranged it, grouped things, height, you know, thought about the height ratios. Um, with her cushions, I put together a better system with the cushion on the sofa. I put a nice, she had a lovely throw on a, just folded up on the coffee table and I just threw it onto the sofa and put the cushions with it. And by the time I finished, she just looked at me and she said, well, that's, oh my God. Magic. Without actually spending a penny. You can shop your home. So, you know, I do this regularly. I shop my house. So I think, right, okay, we've ordered this, you know, um, display on the sideboard. So I just take everything off and I go around the house and go, well, can I pinch that from that room and that book, you know, stack of vintage book, a stack of books on there and place a, you know, a vase on the top. And so I suppose that's what I do I can help people to, to pull a look together with what they already have sometimes so, you know obviously I can help them source new pieces as well but you know and very often it's really just about working with what you have and reimagining what you have okay so you're um an arm to that in a sense yes. adding that extra <laughs> a reimaginist if such a word exists <laughs> yeah that's actually a good way of putting it yeah that's a good way of putting it I haven't heard that one before <laughs> Uh, no, that's good. No, it's good. No, I think that's um, that's what I want to get across to the listeners is, I suppose, don't be afraid to reach out if you are uh, in the midst of different aspects of a project or yeah. of yeah. in a home. I think that's uh, people like you, I think, offer exceptional. But also what you go to stylists for is their little black book. So it, it's yeah. their contacts and people that they've got to know. So, you know, like you, yeah. so I know, okay, well, if, if you're looking for a vintage chandelier, then, yeah. you know, you can go to Thomas and so on and so forth. So that's the other thing. You know, over time, I've built up quite a massive, you know, memory bank of where I would go for a new sofa. Yeah. You know, I've done work, you know, so I've, I've done collaboration work with Easy Living Interior. So if someone says to me, I need a new sofa, well, I'd go, well, you know, drop down to Easy Living. Yeah. So that's the other thing. It's, it's, I'm constantly, I literally eat, breathe, live interiors. So, yeah. you know, I'm, 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 I'm kind of like a sort of an encyclopedia. Really, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For stuff. yeah. Yeah. And that's what people want. That's what people want. Hundred percent. What is, I suppose, aspect of 
interiors that you use that you like is it is it chairs is it furniture is it uh adding bits and bobs what 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 do you really like i guess all of that yeah you know so yeah obviously i i there's something magic about an empty room putting it together <laughs> yeah you know um and you know that's from choosing the color to the concept to to all of that so so really a little of all of that is is really what i love i mean um you know there's not one aspect of of, a, yeah. of, a, of, a, of an interior that I would say, or oh, that's the bit I love the kind of the most. I, I love seeing it come together. One of the things, actually, funny enough, I love one of the things I loved about upcycling pieces was getting something that looked a bit. And I never, I never painted really, really valuable antiques. I would just like to say that by the way, these yeah. were things that people threw in skips yeah. and, um, you know, sort of fairly tatty repro stuff mm. and. And, you know, so that, what I call that really, you know, sort of slightly offensive orangey pine that everybody was buying in the 80s and yes. then chucking out in the noughties. So, I mean, I, I never, I, you know, I, I never painted aliens as such. Um, but what I loved about upcycling pieces was it, a piece would just suddenly, I'd look at it for a little while and then all of a sudden I just would have this vision about what I wanted to do to it. Yeah. Making something look kind of completely differently you know from from a um an ugly duckling might emerge a swan you know and i mean not everybody likes the painted furniture kind of look and i mean i have a mixture so i have wood and i have painted furniture i mean it depends I and mean, my sideboard is wood mm. um there was something about it you know it isn't for everybody but i just love it there's something about that sideboard that just really really spoke to me and i love the fact it's a bit shabby the wood isn't perfect and, yeah as character you know, Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, my my drinks cabinet, I knew from the get-go when I saw it, that was going to be, you know, to look like the sort of the 30s ebonized kind of cabinets, you yeah. know, so I painted it black and added the gold kind of detail. So, I mean, I, 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 I like... I like doing something slightly different to what you might expect, I suppose, okay, but yeah. not in a garish way. So I do keep it that it... I like carving spaces. So although my space is busy and there's a lot in it, I have a lot of things like plants and um, natural materials, a lot of soft furnishings, texture, because I like texture. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know if I've answered your question really, because I think really all of it. Yeah, no, <laughs> From the beginning upwards, I, I think. I mean, it's an exciting opportunity. And I mean, you know, there's nothing more exciting to me than somebody saying to me, help me, I need to do this room. Because, you know, that's, you know, the blank canvas is the most exciting yeah. bit. And that is the bread bread and butter for you in terms of just... A, well, and it's just, the holy just... grail to find a client who let you. Because a lot of, you know, I mean, I, a lot of the times people are, you know, can be quite conservative with what they want. Yeah. So, but I, I, I did life coaching. Um, so before I got into, oh, really? okay. I've done lots of things, but okay. before I, I, for years and years, I worked in, um, executive search and recruitment. And then when I moved over from London, obviously the market here was incredibly different. So mm -hmm. for a little while I was in mass mainstream recruitment, which just kind of wasn't really my 
thing. But as a result of that, I, I really liked working with candidates, getting them ready for interviews and mm. stuff. So I did a life and business coaching diploma as part of that. So yeah. I think my, my coaching skills come in really handy because I can kind of say to somebody, so, I mean, a, a, a classic example, I worked with a lady on her kitchen. Um, she'd already got a kitchen planner to plan it out. She just needed to choose her colours. And I, she, she showed me this brochure of this kitchen she'd chosen, which was this real cream, uh, kind of not very exciting kind of country cream kitchen. Nice mm. enough, you know, but not very exciting. And then she was showing me her Pinterest mood board of all these amazing shaky kitchens and painted finishes. Yeah. I, I said to her, what? there's a slight discrepancy between what you're ordering here and what you're showing me on your Pinterest mood board. And she said, oh, yeah, but I'm not really brave enough. And what, you know, what if I go off it? And I said, well, what if you don't? Yeah. What if you don't? Yeah. What if you do put in the green or the cream, you know, the, the, the blue or the mm. whatever colour you end up choosing green in the end she chose? Um, I said, and what if you do put that in? And what if you do love it absolutely every single day and are so grateful that you didn't choose the boring cream kitchen that would have just not filled your heart with joy each day? And anyway, she went for the green kitchen in the end and fully went for it because she went for the whole kit caboodle apart from two cabinets, which I agreed made sense as she was painting the walls cream to the okay. cream. And it was funny because she said, she turned around to me at the end of the project and she said, she said, I really, I can't thank you enough because she said, this is everything I had ever hoped for, but just didn't think I had the brave, the brevity to choose. Okay, yeah. So, so that's the bit I love. It, it's getting people to really, uh, to, to challenge people to think yeah. a bit braver, yeah. think a bit outside the yeah. box of Push what outside they boundaries. imagine they could do. And really, it's just like nudging someone to go, mm. You yeah. can do it. Yeah, you no, can totally. Do it. You can paint that colour. Yeah. Of course you can. You can go for a dark colour on your walls. And you will love it. And if you don't, it's only paint. Yeah, it's true. That's a, that's a good, that, that is a good way of looking at it. Um, and I think that's all great for that is all great for our listeners. Um, in terms of, I suppose, if people are looking to get inspiration, who would you? I suppose is there a couple of people you 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 get some. I know that you obviously follow lots and lots of people, but is there a handful of people that you would recommend to our listeners that they could get some inspiration from? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, Instagram is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I tell you, one of the, the, the really good ways, if, if your listeners are on Instagram, then follow the Irish interiors hashtag. Yeah. To stop because you're seeing other people's, you know, I mean, obviously, I follow people from from all over. I follow people from here in Ireland, but also the UK and the US and Europe and and all all over. So, but I think you know, for people who are based here, you probably want to be influenced by people who are buying things here. So, yeah. the Irish interiors, as if you follow that hashtag, yeah. it's a really helpful one. Um, I mean, obviously, House and Home magazine. Yeah. I would, um, I, I really rate them because they're really working with a lot of Irish brands and they're championing Irish companies, um, as opposed to just regurgitating, you know, editorial from from um, from across the way. Yeah. So I think that's a really good place to to look. 
um, in terms of, as I said, obviously Pinterest is a really good um, platform to get you inspired. So if you like the idea perhaps of a green kitchen, but you're not sure what that might look like, you know, you type in green kitchen into Pinterest and you're going to be washed with fabulous images that will help you pick and choose the look that you like. Um, the other thing, I mean, obviously, I mean, I follow a huge number of, of um, interior designers as well. I mean, I, I love Abigail Hearn. I think it's incredible. She's um, very, very brave. It's not for everybody. It's very dark. It's very inky. It's very moody interiors. But she plays with scale in a way that I just think is incredible. You know, mm -hmm. she'll she'll put a very small little side table and a huge lamp on it because what she says is, you know, a trick. It's a trick of the eye. You trick the eye into thinking this is a really interesting space when you play with scale and you do something different. Yeah, so I, I, a great I'm point. a massive fan of Abigail Hearn. Yeah, great she's, point. And she, she's she's a master at mixing old and new. You know, yeah. she, she has lots of vintage, but also new and, as mm. well, and, and pieces obviously from her own collection. Um, I love, uh, there's a lady called um, Kate Watson Smythe. She's mad about the house on Instagram. Oh, yes. She's yeah. written books. She's incredibly, um, her home is just beautiful, something. And again, you know, she's a master at mixing old and new. Um, for a bit of fun, a bit of an injection of colour. I love Sophie Robinson, the interior designer as well. Okay. That's the other thing, interior design shows, um, you know, there's, there's becoming more and more of them. Of course. You know, home of the year, you yeah. know, that's a great, shows like that are a great place to get inspiration. Yeah. So you see somebody else's use of colour and, and um, pieces in their home and, and that helps you to go, okay, gosh, yeah, I love the way that looks like I do that in my own home. So I, th I think... You know, there's never a better time. There's never been a better time to personalise your house than now because there is so much. But also, akin to that is the fact that then it becomes a little bit overwhelming, and our choice is too wide. Yeah. So I think you have to know. Um, I mean, I, I've never subscribed to this idea. You can't mix a Victorian table with a mid-century sideboard. So you know, I. I but if you're a mid-century purist, you might disagree. I mean, I don't know. I. I I don't think it matters if you do it with conviction and you love it. So, um, but you know, I know a lot of people can find it overwhelming to to yeah. choose their style as such. Yeah. Um, but you know, for color purposes, look in your wardrobe, open up your cupboard. What what are the what are the colors that are predominantly in there? You know, if pink features a lot, well then that's the color. Yeah. That's a great starting point. You know, if you wear more blues, if you wear more greens. You know, I think our, our somebody the other day said to me, I've got this really, really lovely cushion. Am I mad to base a, a, a colour scheme around a cushion? And I said, no, absolutely not, because the cushion will give you inspiration for the rest of mm. the space. You, you absolutely aren't mad. You know, pick one thing that you love to base your room around. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think it always harks back to literally buy buy what you love or follow what you like yeah. and suit yourself yeah. yeah with your heart absolutely yeah. yeah you know i mean a certain amount of head has to come into yeah. it because you know with the sofa if you fall in love with a, a corner sofa but actually your room can't really take a corner sofa well then you know that's yeah. that that's a that's a very bad purchase so you have to you do have to marry a little bit of head thinking but 
think with your head because you've measured it up right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then go with your you know do i pick you know do i pick the, the, the following i i bought new boring gray mutual sofas and i'm regretting it every single day that i did it because now i really wish that i'd gone for uh the velvet green sofa mm. of dreams that everybody is now supporting yeah. their living rooms but you know when your sofas aren't in the cat's not destroying them quick enough. I keep saying, yeah. quicker, quicker with those claws. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Totally true. No, I think I think that's that is great advice. I think that's great advice because it always kind of harks back to really buying what you like and kind of yeah. following your heart. Yeah, absolutely. Simple. It's absolutely. Simple. I mean, you know, the Marie Kondo um, principle of um, if it's box joy, keep it. You know, and similarly use that principle when you're buying things. Do you love that mirror so much you can't imagine walking away from that mirror in the shop? Mm. Well, then it's it's the right mirror for you. Yeah, no, I think that's actually, yeah. I've never heard it put that way, but it, yeah, it makes total sense. <laughs> makes total sense. That's great. And we've all done it, haven't we? We've all yeah. walked away from the thing. You know, I've done it from antique shops or charity shops or, you know, whatever, TK Maxx or HomeSense or wherever I go, you know, cause I'm not wedded to it to one place or other. And I've walked away from it and gone, damn, I really like that. Why did I go away from that? And then you go back and it's gone. Mm. And you're gutted. So if you like something, go for you know, it. And you can afford it. Don't don't push yourself out of your, your yeah. price range. If you can afford it and you love it, then, then buy it. You'll, you'll find a place for it. Yeah. So we all do this. We always, <laughs> my mum and I go shopping together and we, you know, we see uh, an antique something or other or a vintage something or other and we go, I don't think I for it, but it's, a, it's amazing how we, we always find somewhere. <laughs> You'll always find it. There's always a corner. corner. There's always a yeah, totally. No, that's great. That's great, Sarah. I think we've uh, I think we've covered quite a lot. I think people are going to really get get some value from this episode. Um, if people want to reach out to you, um, are you happy for them to reach out um, across social media? What's the best way for them to find you or get you? So I have a website, so you can go to retwigged.ie, which is um, retwigged with re, retwig double G D. Um, it's based on the fact that so my um, that somebody was asking me recently, where did you come up with your name? So my um, maiden name is Twig. Okay. So that's where it came from. So I'm I'm retwigging your interior basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's where the re- retwigged kind of came from. So you can find I have a website. Um, you can obviously um, get to me through that, and you can send me an inquiry. Um, I do write blog posts as well, so you can subscribe and follow the blog. Um, on Instagram, as you say, I'm retwigged. I'm also on Facebook as well, so you'll find retwigged on Facebook. So it's retwigged throughout the whole thing. So you'll yeah. find me somewhere if you Google retwigged, you'll find me. Okay. That's great. Uh, well, thanks so much uh, for gi- give, giving us um, your time today. It's been great. Thank you very much. Thank you.